0: This episode is dedicated to Clara. Happy birthday!
1: Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today's show is about mountain pies, or hobo pies. Or, I'm not other... There's other names, I think, but I don't know what they are. But anyway, our show is about mountain pies, which are something that you make when you're camping or over a fire or in a fire pit, etc., etc. So we will go in detail through the process of mountain pie making, from the pie iron to the fillings to the actual instructions for doing them in this podcast. So if you ever wanted to know what a mountain pie or hobo pie was, or how to make them, this should answer every single question that you could ever conceivably think of, hopefully. So I wanted to, before I start off, though, I want to wish my granddaughter, Clara, a happy birthday. Today she is four, but tomorrow she will be five, and Clara learned how to make mountain pies last year on a camping trip. She really enjoyed them. So this is a fun thing to do, uh, camping or not camping. It's a fun thing to do for dinner. It's an easy dinner idea. There's a lot of variations with it. You can get real creative if you want to. And kids like them, adults like them, teenagers like them. And it's amazing how much uh, bread you can eat when you're making mountain pies. Absolutely amazing. So first off, the pie iron. You cook a mountain pie in a thing that is, I don't even know how to describe it. It's its two long handles, long metal handles And hopefully they have wooden ends on them. That's what you want in a pie iron. The very bottom is hinged. And that's where you put your fillings, your bread, and all that stuff to cook in the fire. So when you're looking for a pie iron, you want a good quality pie iron. You want one that has good solid hinges, not rings, that hold it together. Okay? And you want wooden handles. It'll have long metal parts that go from the actual pie making part up to the wooden handles but you want wooden handles believe me if you're making a lot of pies you'll appreciate the wooden handles because it's a hot process you also want nonstick coating inside the pie part of the iron so what you're looking for is a cast aluminum pie iron with hinges nonstick coating and wooden handles if you find that it is a treasure a company named Palmer makes a dandy pie iron. It's also made in America, if that's important to you. It's very good quality. We have a number of Palmer pie irons. We've actually had a very large variety of pie irons over the years because people, when people find out you make these things or you like these things, you get them for gifts, okay? So we've probably had, oh brother, upwards to maybe 10 pie irons. Some of them have been destroyed by young people who thought you cleaned them by just leaving them sit in the fire. So watch that because people will do that. And some of them just were not very well made. So they came apart, which is why I mentioned the good hinges and not rings. So you want to get a good quality pie iron. You're you're going to have this for a while. And the Palmer ones are like around $20. And it's a really, like I said, it's a very good quality. You don't need a $50 pie iron, okay? especially if it is just cast or cast iron or something like that. They're cast iron ones. They're very, very heavy and we have had a set or two of those. They're very heavy and they rust. So if you don't take really good care of them, they have to be taken care of just like you would a cast iron skillet. They have to be seasoned. They have to be wiped clean. You don't want them to lay around in the water or use them on a rainy camping trip. So, You know, I'm telling you, the cast aluminum with the nonstick coating is the best. So, okay, now for the process of making mountain pies. First, we're going to talk about the bread. You want to use regular old white bread. Cheap white bread works great. And believe me, you're going to use a lot of white bread. So if you get cheap bread, it's a good idea. Um, The Toastmaster type, which is pretty square, works really nice. Uh, because your pie irons are square, so you're always going to either lose the top round piece or shove it in there. The reason I say like cheap white bread, like Wonder Bread is too soft. So you don't want super fresh loaf bread from the grocery store, you know, like grocery store brand bread. You don't want it to be super fresh. Cheap stuff is fine, okay? You can also use uh, whole wheat bread like that, uh, rye bread, we've used rye bread for making certain pies, Roman meal type bread that has, you know, more grains in it, but you want a pretty square bread that's like about four inches square, something like that that'll fit. But really, cheap white bread is the classic for mountain pies. Now for the fillings, there's a variety, usually when you're talking mountain pies, people know two things, they know pizzas and they know fruit filling, Okay. That's the basic. And some people call these pizza irons also, because that's what people make in them. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the pizza. When you're making pizzas, you just need a jar or a can of pre-seasoned pasta sauce or pizza sauce. Any brand will work. We like Prego. We usually just get a can of or a jar of Prego traditional. And I like to use a jar because, you know, you, you might use half the jar and then put the lid back on, put it in the fridge and make them again another day, especially if you're camping. So here's where you can get creative because there's a lot of different types of sauces available. You can get whatever you want there. You can use shredded mozzarella or shredded provolone or both mixed together. Go with the toppings that you want, but here's the trick. You don't want to put a lot in because when you put a lot in, it's hard to cook them the whole way through and it's hard to get the pie iron to close. So you don't want to put like a ton of toppings in there. And then when you take a bite out of it, your entire face will be scalded. You can melt your face They tend to explode a little bit if you (laughs) fill them too full. (laughs) So for the pizza, this is how you lay it out in the iron. You put a piece of bread down, you put a little bit of sauce on it, like maybe mm, a tablespoon. And then you put a little bit of cheese on it, and then you put whatever else you want, like three or four pieces of pepperoni, a little bit of pre-cooked sausage, a little bit of pre-cooked vegetables, uh, mushrooms, anything like that. Put a little bit more cheese on top, a little bit more sauce on top of that, and the next piece of bread, and you're going to close that in your iron. Whenever
0: you are prepping the irons for putting the pizzas in them, do you preheat them in the fire, and should you use any sort of, like, butter or anything before you put the bread in? Yes,
1: I'll get to that at the end, but I'll just mention it now since you brought it up. Typically... What we do is we preheat the iron on the coals. You set it right on the coals in your fire. So you want to let your fire burn down a little bit so it's not actually a flaming fire. It's lightly flaming with a big bed of coals, okay? You set your iron on there. You cook one side. You flip it. You cook the other. Okay, so if you preheat it, it helps speed the first pie. After that, you're good. And you always want to put some sort of fat inside of the pie iron to keep the the item from sticking so before you lay your bread in there and everything you can either spray it with cooking spray like canola cooking spray. I usually use butter and I'll just take a stick of butter designated only for mountain pies and just take the end like peel back the end of it and wipe it around each side and then build the sandwich from there. You can use margarine you can use olive oil, any sort of fat to prevent sticking. So there's your pizza, and they take a while to cook when you're cooking them. We also recommend having a flashlight handy so you can open the iron, look in with a flashlight to see if it's done, you know. When your pizza is done, you carefully flip it out onto a paper plate and cut it in half so as not to burn your face off by just biting into the square pizza so you know what you're getting into, and then gobble it down and make 10 or 12 more. So So that's the pizza one. How do you
0: know if it's done for people who have never, ever made these before?
1: Well, you're working with, let's say you're working with the white bread, like I said. When you open your pie iron, the edges will be a nice dark brown and sealed, and the bread part will be a nice golden brown. If it's not a nice golden brown, most likely it's not warm inside. If it's burnt, most likely it's burnt. But that's why I say have a flashlight because it's really handy. I'll, when I get to the end, I'll, I'll lay out a few more things to tips as we go along. But that's your pizzas. The next thing that we like to make is the Reuben or the Rachel. And that is the one that we have used the regular square loaf rye bread in. And you basically, uh, you again, you put your nonstick fat in your pie iron. You put a piece of rye bread down. You put a little bit of shredded Swiss cheese. You put a little bit of shaved roast beef or shaved turkey deli lunch meat. A little bit of well-drained sauerkraut. And then on top of the sauerkraut, you put a little bit more cheese and your other piece of rye bread and toast that in the pie iron. It's a little more difficult when you're using a brown bread to see when it's done, but it'll be the same thing. You have that dark brown edge. And the toasted looking bread part. And then with the uh, Reuben slash Rachel, when you serve it, you serve it with a side of Thousand Islands dressing. Take it out of the iron, cut it open, cut it in half rather, and uh, dip it into your Thousand Islands dressing. That is really, really good. You can also make a plain old grilled cheese. Same thing, you know, just put your nonstick in there, put your cheese in. You could make a ham and cheese, anything like that. You can also do these for breakfast. We've done these for breakfast before. And What we did, we had pre-cooked bacon, pre-cooked sausage, pre-cooked vegetables, and pre-cooked scrambled eggs, which scrambled eggs, yes. If they weren't cooked, they would just be eggs, correct? Yes. So, <laughs> so cook those things and then get your pie irons ready. And then the same thing, put your fat in, put your bread down, put a little bit of scrambled eggs, cheese, bacon, whatever you want. Seal it up and cook it, and you get a really nice breakfast sandwich. Those were really good. Those were a lot of fun. Another thing we did for breakfast while camping one time was um, we made pancake batter up, and we put into the pie iron, we preheated the pie iron, and then we put um, shortening in both sides to make sure it was really well greased, and we put pancake batter in it and cooked that on the fire and made pancakes. We've made French toast in them just taking the bread, dipping in an egg, and putting it in there and cooking it. You can do all kinds of things. The nice thing about pie irons, especially camping, but even, I mean, in the winter we've done this in our fireplace. In the summer we've done this in our backyard. We have a wood burner. We've made them in the wood burner. There's so many options. So if you have any place you can have a little fire, even in a little fire pit, a little above-ground fire pit, you can make them. But they're really handy because... You can make supper and really minimal cleanup because you're using this little pie iron and whatever, you know, utensils or whatever. And it's nice for, especially for camping, it's nice because it's pretty quick and it's kind of fun. So when you're cooking your mountain pies, here's how you want your fire to be. You want to build a fire and let it burn down because you want to cook these on coals. And what you want to do is you identify a nice spot in the fire that's the where the coals are flat or you can flatten them out with uh, whatever you're poking the fire with. And you can set your pie iron right on top of those coals. So, you'll want to build your fire about an hour before you're going to cook so it has time to burn down a little bit. Do not ever, ever, ever just set your pie irons in the fire, like to keep them warm or to try to heat clean them or whatever. You'll ruin your irons. We've had to throw away a couple of them because somebody borrowed them and did that. And it burned the nonstick coating off and messed them all up. And we couldn't, I mean, there was no saving them, so we had to throw them out. So don't just leave them sit in there like to preheat and don't try to, like if something spills on them, don't burn them off. Same with like, people like to do this with um, like hot dog or marshmallow forks. Do not burn stuff off of your fire cooking utensils because you just ruin them. Just wash them like normal, you know, and explain that to people. People don't, people that don't cook in fire, (laughs) isn't that, that's a good (laughs) People that don't cook in fire don't know how to cook in fire. And you have to explain this. So I just want you to know, fire does not clean things. Fire burns things, even metal things. It will ruin them. So those are your good tips. Don't let that happen to you. Okay. And you also need, we have discovered over many years of doing pie irons anywhere. You need something to dump the pie out onto because your pie irons are super hot You don't want to set them on a picnic table or a plastic table or something like that, because disaster will definitely strike. So you need to take with you or have with you a big cookie sheet works, uh, especially like a big stainless steel cookie sheet or a big wooden cutting board. Or like we've actually taken like a 2 by 12 a piece of 2 by 12 with us to do this on. We had a piece, I think we burned it up actually, but I had a piece of wood that was as big as the hearth on my fireplace and that worked really nice because we'd put it there and, you know, make pies and and do that. So you can can set the pie iron on that wood and lift the top up and see, you know, what's going on in there. Sheets of aluminum foil, and if you don't have anything, sheets of aluminum foil laid out on a wooden picnic table work really well too. I just put like two layers thick and then I'll put maybe some canned vegetables or something on to hold it down. And that is a great way to uh, check your pies or flip the pies out. Just don't do this on plastic. You cannot put the pie irons on plastic. It will melt right into them, okay? And like I said, when you make the mountain pies, you wanna preheat those irons. You wanna coat the inside with either butter or some kind of fat olive oil. Spray them with nonstick cooking spray, whatever. We like butter the best, but whatever you want to do. And then it's the same with any type of pie. You put the bread in one side, you put the toppings on it, you set the other piece of bread on top, and then you very carefully close the pie iron while pushing the bread into it. And if the pie iron's iron's hot, you might want to just have a butter knife to push it in there. Then you cook them, and then you eat them. Now, the last one I want to tell you about is the pie, the classic pie. When we first started camping with our extended family as adults, and we were making mountain pies, all they ever made was pizzas and cherry pies. That is it. Pizzas and cherry pies. Nothing else. Very few pizza toppings. So one night I said, why don't we just make all different kinds of mountain pies? We'll get all different kinds of things, you know. So we had, for our desserts... We had apple pie filling. And you can get them canned. All these are available canned. Cherry pie, apple pie, blueberry. What was the other one we had? Raspberry. So I had several different kinds of pie filling. And you only put like maybe a tablespoon, a rounded up tablespoon of filling in for the fruit. And then you just do the same thing. You use white bread or wheat bread. You you put your butter in, you put one piece of bread down, you put your pie filling on top, put the other piece on, you know, and cook it. And then I took white buttercream icing along, and we just, you know, you took your pie out, cut them in half, drizzled a little icing on them, and ate them, and they were really, really good. So the pie part of it, the dessert, like this is a full meal thing. You've got your main course and your dessert all with the same tool. It sounds like I'm, I'm an infomercial. But it's a lot of fun to experiment with different fillings. Tons of fun. We we always enjoyed that trying different things. We had a thing one time. A bunch of adult. We were camping with. I think we had three adult women and thirteen kids. It was hilarious. There were kids. There were kids everywhere. We called them the locusts because they would come out of the woods and eat everything and then run away. You know. <laughs> so, um, but we did a fun thing one night. We did it. We called it the Pie Iron Chef competition. And everybody, I think that's where we got the idea of the Rubens from, actually. But everybody was making their own thing, like some really cool thing to put in a pie iron. And we had a lot of fun doing that. So that's an idea, too, to do if you, you know, want to do something kind of fun. And a little, it's kind of social distancy. You can do it at home, and you can do it with your kids, and it's a fun thing. And every, You know, I like we've done this with our kids their whole lives, and our kids really enjoy doing this still as adults.
0: And while on the topic of kids, I, the resident safety nerd, feel the need to step in and say, keep your kids away from the pie irons. (laughs) I brushed up against one when I was a toddler and I still have the scar on my arm.
1: Keep your kids away from the pie irons. They're very, very hot. She's not lying. I can see the scar right now. It was just sitting. It was sitting at the picnic table on. We were using the bench to put to empty the pies and someone left a pie iron sitting there and she brushed past it. So yes, that is true. They are very hot. So this is something that you should not let your kids, don't let your kids use the pie iron to cook, but they can certainly tell you what they want in the sandwich or the pie and you can put that together for them and stuff. So uh, my grand, we did it with my granddaughter last year and she was amazed. We, We just made little pizzas with sauce and cheese. And she was like a little bit leery when she first saw them. And then when she tasted it, she said, Hey, this tastes like a pizza. (laughs) So it was really funny. But she really did like them. So this this is such a fun thing to do, a fun meal to do, a fun memory to make with your kids or your friends or your significant other. It's just a fun thing to do. And like I said, you can cook them in a uh campfire you can cook them in a fire pit you can what's that those other things people what are those things people buy those look like a a chiminea which my husband knew the name of that that is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> You can use your fireplace if you have one. You can just build a fire on the grass outside, and you know, like regular old backyard fire and make them. Very, very easy, very fun, cost-effective, fun thing to do. So uh, I'll be putting some pictures up of some of the ones that we have made so you can see those on our social media. And uh, go get yourself a pie iron and make your summer fun. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook
0: and Instagram at Merrimack Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mobile Mac and Merrimack Podcast, on our website, merrimackpodcast.com, and at Standing Chimney the first Saturday in August. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.